Percy, we live in a day and age that seemingly there is a bigger, better, and newer proverbial mousetrap being developed almost daily. Can the same thing be said regarding the treatment of cancer? Oh, most definitely, my friend. And it's the thing that's so exciting to me personally after being in the environment and the community of oncology for over two decades. Uh, the oncology communities focus along with cancer research on advanced genomic testing and precision medicine is moving the needle literally in a new direction for the standard of cancer treatment. And I think that people need to hear this. So let's talk a little bit more about this today on this show. All right, we will. And coming up, you'll hear part two of our conversation with Olympic skater Scott Hamilton, who returns to discuss his motivation of why he started his own foundation that highlights research for new cancer treatment approaches. So stay with us. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. And I welcome you to Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Reverend Percy McRae, Pastor P. Percy is Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Now, here's the thing, Percy. We're going to hear part two of your interview with Scott Hamilton here today, who's a cancer survivor. But part one was last week, so if listeners are tuned in now and missed last week, they've got to go back in the archive and listen to part one, don't you think? Yes, we encourage you to do so. First and foremost, you get a lot of the backdrop of his story of how he became the, the great Olympic skater that he is. And then some challenges that he faced after that, that success and glory uh, of being at the top of the podium, if you will, and, mm -hmm. and becoming Americans, you know, darling. And then he experienced some challenges from a healthcare perspective with his cancer and what he then was motivated to do about it. So that'll help set up this conversation that we're going to have today. Yeah. Scott's such a great person. It's so wonderful to have him with us here on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. We'll get to part two here in just a moment. Hey, our question of the week, how how has your life changed for the better as a result of being a cancer patient or caregiver? Now, that's, mm. uh, that's, a, a, that's a twist on the normal question, isn't it? How has your it life is. changed for the better as a result of being a cancer patient or caregiver? But for those that are faithful listeners of Health, Hope, and Inspiration, uh, you'll know that we've talked about on many shows here, Wayne, that for many cancer patients, they have once they got on the other side of their treatment and care and, and, and began to resume their life, that they often would state that cancer ended up being one of the best things that ever yeah. happened to them because remarkable? it changed. Yeah. It is remarkable and it's consistent. So that's exactly what this question is intending to kind of delve into. All right. Will you take the time to answer the question through your experience? We'd love to hear from you. And we read all the responses. Uh, Percy has one we're going to read here in just a moment. But if you if mm -hmm. you can take a few moments and answer the question, just go to our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Connect, and you'll get a drop-down box there to type in your response. We'd love to hear from you this week. Now, we asked a question recently, and you've been looking at some of the responses, Percy. I have, and so we have a response from Raleigh, North Carolina, and the question that was asked on a previous show was, have you ever kept your cancer diagnosis quiet, not telling others? And the response that we received from Raleigh, North Carolina is this, yes, I have. Only have I talked to close friends about the cancer that I've had, which was multiple myeloma. Only a few people at my church have been informed. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is actually um, very common, Wayne. A lot of people, and I understand this because I went through this myself when yeah, I was it's originally okay, diagnosed. It's okay, isn't it? It is okay. I think that part of the response or the thought here is 
one, uh, many people try to be strategic in who they tell yeah. and at what point they share that information. And that is perfectly okay and it makes a lot of sense. So again, thank you uh, for the response from Raleigh, North Carolina. And we're praying for you and praying that things are going your way and that you're getting better day by day. Indeed. Again, our website is healthhopeandinspiration.com and you can download a free resource today called Knowledge is Power. Look for that at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, before we hear from Scott Hamilton, let's uh, let's dig into the scripture. What do you have in, open there in front of you, Percy? Yes, sir. So we are going to get our spiritual nugget today from Isaiah, the 43rd chapter, verses 18 and 19. And it reads as follows. Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth shall ye not know it. I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. God is saying he's going to do a new thing. And we're going to hear from Scott, who talks about a new thing that God did in his life after his cancer challenge. That comes up in just a second here with locations in Atlanta and Chicago and Phoenix. Cancer Treatment Centers of America is a national oncology network of hospitals and outpatient care centers offering an integrated approach that combines surgery, radiation, chemotherapy, immunotherapy, and advancements in precision medicine with supportive therapies to manage side effects and enhance quality of life during treatment and into survivorship. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact a member of their team with questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver advancements in precision medicine with supportive therapies like spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, hey, 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 joining me for the second time on HHI, and it's a real privilege to have him back on the show, is the 1984 Olympic gold medal champion, and former cancer patient, you've heard from him before, Scott Hamilton. Hey, buddy, welcome back to the show. And how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. I'm so good. I, I'm so blessed and privileged, and we are to have you and and just all that you've done. But more importantly, all that you are currently doing. You are currently now uh, heading and started the Scott Hamilton Cares Foundation. You can reach uh, out to him and get in contact with this organization at scottcares.org. And we'll put that in the show notes also so that right. you can retrieve that and uh, get in contact with him. We found out your motivation. And after you went through your process of, of great success uh, on the ice rink, uh, you're a commentator on TV. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, you're uh, one of the members of Special Olympics, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, your, your resume is extensive. And as you said, none of that is really all that important. But what is important is uh, the great desire after you met your wife, through a very serendipitous uh, uh, meeting and and uh, providential kind of uh, uh, association, uh, you got married, you had children, and then you had some additional healthcare challenges. And out of that was birthed this this dynamic and this idea of this foundation. Let's talk about what the Scott Hamilton Cares Foundation is and what it does and what it is its mission. Well, it started uh, you know when I went through my cancer in nineteen ninety seven. I, I paid attention, which is, I never did that in school, but I did when I was going through <laughs> cancer. And it was things like, 
I, you know, I asked my doctor, you know, we're going to have chemotherapy. It's going to be um, eight-hour infusions, five days in a row, and then you have 16 days off, then eight-hour infusions, five days in a row, then 16 days off. And I go, it's, it's chemo. And he goes, yeah, it's chemotherapy. And I go, I mean, do you put me in a room and replace all my bodily fluids? How does that work? Yeah. He goes, oh, no, no, no. It's chemical therapy. It's just drugs. We we just, it's an IV drip, and we just, you just sit there until it's in, and and it, it goes after the cancer and, and uh, he goes, you are going to feel pretty sick. And I go, Oh, like how sick? Right. And he said, moderate to severe. Okay. And I thought, well, that's vague. Yeah. What, what, what is moderate to severe? And he went, well, I'm moderate to severe. And I realized that he never had gone through chemotherapy. He uh, administered it. Yeah. He, you know, he, he saved a lot of lives with it, but yeah. he never had it. So, for him to explain it was really difficult, like wow. to find the right words yeah. that would you know really represent what that experience was like. Awkward. So I go, okay, no note to self, remember this moment. And so then when I got the diagnosis and everything, I went on the internet because it was relatively new back then, but you know, <laughs> you know was, and I looked up testicular cancer and I found medical journal papers with like 12 syllable words in them, yeah. sometimes three to a sentence. Yep. And I thought, this is not fair, not fair. Yeah, I, it's like I'm too done to be sick, really, because that's not fair. Yeah. it's bad enough that I'm going through cancer, but I'm too dumb to know what my condition right, is. Right, right. And the, that information wasn't meant for me. Note to self, note to self. So when I lost my mom in 1977, I became a fundraiser. Okay, I just wanted to fund, and I figured, you know, being adopted at six weeks of age, you know, being brought into the world as an unintended unwanted child, I thought, you know, my, my mom gave me, uh, you know, a mom and she gave me life. And if I can just figure out what, how to solve her problem, I know why I was born. Yep. Right. Yep. That I just felt that way. And so we, I fundraised and then I went through cancer and it's like, all right, now it's time to shift. I need to get intimately involved with this subject. And, and so I became more of an activist. Right. Okay. So, how did that, you know, we we're sitting there at the press conference announcing the formation of the, um, the CARES initiative. Okay. And I'm sitting there with my urologist who did the big 38 staple surgery. And I go, what do you think of fourth angel? Hmm. And he goes, sounds interesting. What is it? And I go, well, your first angel is your oncologist. Your second angel is your oncology nurse. Your third angel, friends and family. Yeah. What's missing is a fourth angel. Hmm. And he goes, well, what's, what's a fourth angel? I go, Somebody who's been there, done that, that can answer your questions yeah. as far as what this feels like to go through cancer. And so we we, did, we created this mentorship organization that pairs newly diagnosed patients with survivors uh-huh. that, you know, same, same type of cancer, um, you know, similar treatment cycles as close as possible, yep. age, sex, everything else. And they work as mentors, life coaches, kind of, it sounds really formal, but like mentors sure. and, and role models. So when, when a patient gets low, they can say, I just don't know if I can do it. And they go, I'm still here. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. You are. <laughs> so it really serves as a motivation. What did you eat and how did you sleep and what did you do when you got scared? And so all those people that get mentored, when they get through their cancer, they become mentors. Okay. And it, it the organization's grown, grown, grown. I don't even have the numbers on it anymore. It's so it's just gotten big. And the other part of it was, and this was the help of my oncologist, 
he goes, I want you to, I, we need to raise some money. And I go, what? And he goes, cause we're going to, we're going to start a website. Okay. And I go, Oh, what, what's that? What's it going to be like? And he goes, we're going to describe every aspect of the chemotherapy experience, every drug, how they work, what they're designed to do and all of the side effects in eighth grade English. Okay. We're going to do that because that was a problem for you. And we're going to fix that. So I was the organ grinders monkey for like five years. I'm just going from hat in hand (laughs) going and trying to figure this thing out. And we ended up funding this website and it is miraculous. It's Mm -hmm. now in Spanish and um, in Google translate any language in the world. They can access user-friendly information that allows you to truly understand what you're about to endure, Mm -hmm. what those drugs are designed to do and how they work along with a list of side effects and how to manage those side effects so you're not flying blind anymore. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So we had chemocare.com and then Fourth Angel Mentoring Program. And then we just started funding all kinds of different research, really eclectic, all over the map research. And it was really amazing. And we got to a certain point. I was, I guess, 15 years into this. And I, I was meeting with the team and they were so excited about all our success. And they said, well, what do you want to do now? Right. <laughs> and I said, grow. <laughs> okay. So we created the CARES Foundation. And and in that, you know, I hired uh, Carrie Morgan, who I met when she was in charge of Target House at St. Jude. And okay. just her knowledge of nonprofit and how things work and yeah. the cancer experience. And she would be perfect. And she was like a member of the family. And I know her work ethic, too, which is like superhuman. Right. And so she came on board and... And she said, well, what's gonna, what's, what makes us different than all other cancer foundations? And I said, well, you know, so we workshopped it and we went through all these different um, ideas on how we could expand from what CARES has already done sure. into the marketplace. And I said, you know, I, I ran into a survey when we first started CARES and it still haunted me to this day. The Oncology Nursing Society did a survey of newly diagnosed patients. And one of the questions was, what's your greatest fear? Uh-huh. 30% of the patients said death. Yeah. yeah. 42% of the patients said treatment. Yeah. Yeah. More people feared the treatment than death. Yeah. yeah. And so I thought we got to pay attention to this. So I traveled a lot. I met a lot of scientists. I met a lot of people. And I thought the promise of all of this is immunotherapy. Okay. And targeted therapies yep. where, they, you know, however you're treated for cancer, it goes after the cancer, but it leaves the rest of your body alone. Yeah, yeah, and it's and the thinking, it's the big thing that's in the cancer market today across the board. It is, and it is an amazing, uh, a refocusing of how of how to treat cancer. So you're exactly right. And do you remember when that when that started really taking on size and scope? Yeah, do you remember how many years ago that was? Oh man, it was it was several years ago. I know that, my friend. Yeah. So the first drug that hit the market was CAR T right? For direct immunotherapy. And that was two years after we launched CARES as a dedicated foundation focusing on immunotherapy and targeted yeah, therapy. Yeah. So we were, we were onto something. And then James P. Allison, after his 50 years of work in that space, wins the Nobel Prize for Medicine. Yep. And then we've got, I mean, I'm such a fan of his. And then you, you see now things starting to like take shape and size. And that's the momentum behind all cancer research right now Correct. is to create an immune response Correct. and not just bathe the body in toxic chemicals. Correct. I'm here because of chemotherapy 
and I can't wait to get rid of it. Yes. Right. Yes. yes. And so we, we as survivors and we, as people that care about the next patient, the next person diagnosed with disease, how do we make it better for them? Yes, correct. How do we make it so that they don't have the same fears and the same level of suffering and the same, it's like, Yes, chemo is the best they could do, and I'm really grateful to two doctors in Indiana that came up with a cocktail right. that allowed me to live for the last 25 years. Correct. But medicine isn't a performance, it's a practice. That is correct. That is correct. And so if we can elevate the game, and, I, and another big part of this is, and I, and I, and I, I feel strongly about this, and I got actually an endorsement from an oncologist recently on this mentality, where it's not about second opinions anymore. Mm. It's about seventh opinion. Yes, sir. That is correct. So, so the cancer world is changing every day and so miraculously. And so it's like, and there's no way one doctor can know about all the different breakthroughs and everything else. They would have to stop practicing and only go into that's correct. the continued study of their medicine. But there's going to be somebody out there and there's different modalities of treatment. Yeah. You know, there's traditional radiation, there's right. IMRT, there's, there's chemo, there's um, there's immunotherapy, Correct. there's, you know, natural methods and all these different, these different ways. Very of dynamic, very dynamic Proton therapy, Correct. right? It's all over the map. So, and you know, I, I'm a big fan of Murphy's law okay. <laughs> I've got okay. a whole poster in my room with all the Murphy's laws. Right. Okay. And one of them, I didn't know what, you know, Murphy did for me and to me, I was giving a speech one time and they were asked, you know, it was, it was kind of like, it was, it was all about the cancer experience. And I said, you know, where you stand in your battle of cancer, in many respects, depends on where you're sitting. Hmm. So the Murphy's Law is where you stand on something depends on where you sit, okay. right? But where you stand in your battle, in many respects, you know, depends on where you sit. If you're sitting across from a, a surgeon, that's his passion, that's his education, Correct. that's it's his study. You might get your, he's going to probably, that's, that's his we're going to cut. That's his focus, right. that's right. Same with radiation oncology. So they all have a dog in the fight and they're, and they're going to try to, you know, really pursue their passion to help that patient. They're not, they don't have a conflict of interest. They have an education. They, they spent a lot of time getting it and, a skill and they want to activate it. That's right. right. Total skill set. So what I tell patients is they're not conflicted, right? They, they, they have something they can offer you and that's what they're going to offer you. Your job is to get a pure understanding of your condition and spread it around. You own your medical records. That's correct. You own them. They're yours. That's right. So you're the captain. You're the captain of your ship. Yeah. Right. And let's get as many opinions as possible. And I think seven is fair. Yeah. Get seven opinions. And by then you've gotten a better understanding of how you're going to, what, what is in your spirit? Cause God gives us the spirit of understanding, right? Where we know instinctively that one, that one feels good to me. Yep. I, I just, there's something about that one that just resonated in my being. And I, I just feel really good about stepping forward in that way. And, and, you know, I, I, I've seen a lot of patients like even me, um, yeah. where my third brain tumor happened and we didn't get to that last, last time we spoke. That's right. Third brain tumor comes and it's like, no, I'm not even symptomatic. It's like, what? I go, no, I can't. I no I, huh. this is weird. And then, they said, we're going to give um, you a couple options. And one of them was surgery and the other one was a medical option. And the whole thing, the whole time I'm talking, it was like, wah, 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 like the old Charlie Brown yeah, yeah. cartoon. Yeah, yeah, wah, 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 wah. So all I felt was this over 
like whelming sensation to get strong. Okay. And I didn't know what that meant. Huh. Right. So is it physical? I can do that. I can work out. Is it emotional? Do I need to like get more resilient? Is it intellectual? Do I need to read more about this? Mm-hmm. Or is it spiritual? Right. So I did what I did in high school and I didn't really know what the answer was. I just said E. All, <laughs> all the of the above, above yes. And from, <laughs> and from there, you know, I've just taken on a greater interest in my physical health and I've taken a greater interest in my emotional well-being. Man, I've taken mental. a greater interest in learning about all these things. And and I just I just dove into the word and and just allowed that to be the guiding guiding force in everything, every aspect of my life. And you know, all over, you know, my spaces beyond my Murphy's laws is the nine fruits of the spirit. It's right there every day I look at it. The Lord's prayer is right there where I look at it. And I'm reminded, and I have a statue that I I asked for for my birthday, and they surprised me with it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's it's of an old man with a hammer in one hand and a hand up like this. And he's actually, he's looking up. And I I go, what is that? And it's um, Noah. Hmm. Accepting his first drop of rain. Yeah. Yeah. After a hundred years. Wow. So I look at these things and I'm so inspired and I'm so humbled and I'm just like on my knees, just grateful for every day that I've gotten to breathe in and breathe out because that's a miracle. Yeah. And I, I, and, and since making that decision, you know, again, 2004 first, you know, diagnosis recurrence in 2010 right recurrence in 2016 a pattern has emerged here of every six years yep yep it's coming up on six years ah and i haven't had any treatment praise god amen because i was going to ask strong i was going to ask how is your health today how are you doing sir i you know i i've never been this old before Me either. <laughs> That's a win. That is right? a win. So it's like, you know, it's, I'm good. I just, I, I love my kids. I love my wife. I love my life. I love being busy. I love pouring into others. I love my barking dog. Yeah. I love all of it. Yeah. And it's just that where um, I, um, where I look at that and I, um, I'm just, I'm, I, I know I'm blessed. And so when I step into kind of the health space and knowing, you know, the support that um, the health space needs and the support that patients yep. need and the yeah. support that research scientists need. I, you know, I'm really like motivated and psyched that I get to, um, I get to participate in and, all of that, and contribute. you know, that I get to contribute and, you know, again, just take what I've learned, take these, those experiences, take all of it, and just step into in gratitude that that hand yeah. that everybody's looking for to kind of pull them out of the out of the depths yep. and into the boat where they can start sailing and starting um, you know their journey back to health. And so, you know, if we Praise can change God. the way people are traded for cancer forever, yes. You know, we you know my my cancer ribbon is right whoops, it's right here. It's upside down. Okay. Right? Yep. So that, when you look at that, it's like this. It's like celebration. It's victory. It's joy. Yeah. It's where I spent most of my professional skating career upside down. (laughs) But it's it's also changing the way people feel about cancer. It goes from fear and devastation and suffering to to that promise. Correct. 
that I'm going to survive this and the treatment I'm going to get is going to ignite my own body's ability to fight this thing. And as we, you know, we, we, and, and I think people now, since we've gone through this two years of a pandemic, yes, you know, people are more aware yes. of what's out there and, and how, you know, they, they, what, yeah, I have an immune system yeah, and, yeah. and I, you know, and I can ignite that to fight, you know, for my life. Absolutely. I, being empowering, empowering people to take charge of what happens to them. And that is, and that's and, a gift. And be smart. That's and a be gift. smart. Yeah. Right. Like learn about everything and understand all of the different, um, you know, cause you can move forward knee jerk and just, yeah, just yep. go. Yeah. Right. Okay. I, okay. I just go. Right. And then there's the other part of you that says, ah, let's, let's take a little short, little brief time out. I want to learn a little bit more about what I'm doing. So when I take that step forward, yes, I can do it in, in confidence that I'm doing the best thing I can possibly do for my future and for the days that I get to live because they're numbered. Amen. I've learned that our bodies are very fragile, vulnerable, susceptible, yes, equally resilient, correct, ultimately temporary. <laughs> <laughs> and sir, to that end, I thank God for you and I thank God for no. the mission and the vision and and all that is required to execute that. Um, it's been my pleasure and my privilege to have you well, on this platform. Well, I didn't choose it. <laughs> I didn't choose it. It chose, chose me. You. But, yeah. but that's for so many of us, you know. Yep. Um, that is the like case. your ministry. Yes. Did you ever think that you were going to be doing this? No. And, and, and what a blessing you are. Absolutely. If you would have told me 26 years ago, I would be doing what I'm doing today. I would have told you that is not even remotely possible. And, <laughs> uh, and I, and I still tell people, I don't know how I got here. So it's, it's yeah. the providential care and purpose of God that leads all of us. If we would simply heed, uh, that calling and you certainly have done that, sir. Listen, well, let's stay in contact. I want to see how I can continue to partner with you in any way that uh, with what I do and certainly with what you're doing, because we want to continue to inspire the cancer community. To I believe. love that. Yes. You know, anything. Yes. You name it. Yes. Anything I can do for you. Yes. Well, today, Scott Hamilton, this is your life. And thank you for sharing it with us. All right, Percy. God bless you. What an honor to hear from Scott Hamilton here today. Uh, Percy, his foundation sounds just wonderful. Now, we're going to put information in our show notes online of how listeners can get in touch with that foundation because there's much more to this story, isn't there? Oh, absolutely. He has a full uh, engaged foundation uh, and a couple of offshoots of his foundation that are actually helping support cancer patients uh, in meeting some of their needs, connecting them with other cancer patients that can support them and be kind of uh, a big brother, a big sister or a buddy system kind of thing. And then, of course, all of the things that he is really uh, engage with with regard to future treatment possibilities that does no harm uh, to the patient while it's killing the cancer and how to strike a fine balance with that. And I just I appreciated his humanity and his yeah. compassion yeah. because he understands it and he's yeah. been through that process. Yeah. Well, think about it for a moment here. He's Scott Hamilton. Think of the precision that he had to study and and perfect in his skating routines and that discipline that it took. And he's applying that now to his cancer journey, learning everything he can. He really went to school, didn't he? He really did. And when you listen to him kind of uh, 
articulate the different things that he's learned and and the professionals in the field that he's actually had conversation with you're exactly right Wayne you hear that mental makeup of what allowed him to become a world figure skating champion and Olympic champion in being precise being exact and understanding exactly what he's looking at what he's dealing with what the marks are etc he has applied that that mental aptitude and acumen to this process and I, I tip my hat and I salute everything that he's doing and i'm looking forward to possibly how we can work together and do some things in the future for sure tell me personally what did you take away from spending that time with scott well you know i I can see now why he had such presence on tv i remember watching him you know there was an energy and a charisma that just literally leaped off of the screen as he's doing his backflip uh it's who he is It's, it's his passion Uh, And then it is his compassion. All of that came through his skating because it's who he is as an individual and as a person. And he has quite the story. You know, he lost his mom to cancer. You know, uh, there's so many uh, elements of things that this gentleman has allowed to be part of the essence of who he is, his personage, and now his mission and his ministry. I found him to be fascinating. Yeah. Genuine. I mean, he just impresses me as just someone who's very authentic. Authentic, uh, very sincere, and again, I didn't get a sense of of a pretentious bone in his body. I remember when we did the uh, the Stephen Dawn show, and when we were talking, and I had just met him literally minutes before I went on the air with him. He could not have been more personable, more kind, and more gracious to me, and he didn't know me from a can of paint. And so, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, Scott, I thank you for that, for entreating me, and and thank you for the relationship. Uh, he is, I think, the real deal and the real McCoy. What you see and what you hear is exactly what you get. He is authentic. Well, I look forward to how the Lord may lead as uh, you and Scott continue that uh, friendship here. Maybe we get to hear it more on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. If yeah. you are concerned that you or someone you love may have cancer, consider reaching out to Cancer Treatment Centers of America for personalized diagnostic services. Cancer Treatment Centers of America is a national oncology network of hospitals and outpatient care centers that treats the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact a member of the team with questions about your diagnostic and treatment options. The number is 866-712-HOPE, 866-712-4673. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. And you can learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Percy, one thing that we like to do each week is we offer a free resource to our listeners. This week, it's Knowledge is Power. Do you want to describe what this resource is? It is exactly what it says at the end of the day. The Bible says that my people are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. And we know that when we know more, we do more. When we learn better, we do better. And this document is designed to give people uh, insight, particularly around the direction and dynamic of advanced treatment options that continue to uh, come to us and be made available to us in the cancer community and cancer space every day, talking about uh, advanced genomic testing, precision medicine, uh, immunotherapy, that sort of thing. The The whole dynamic and driver of this document is that when you or I, as a potential cancer patient or caregiver, when we have more knowledge and information, we feel empowered to be able to fight back against our enemy mm-hmm. and therefore gives us a reason, a reason to have courage and to have hope. 
Well, it's available free to anyone listening right now who goes to healthhopeandinspiration.com. Download this resource, Knowledge is Power. And also, while you're at the website, why don't you take a moment and answer our question this week. How has your life changed for the better as a result of being a cancer patient or a caregiver? healthhopeandinspiration.com. Percy, let's circle back on Scripture before we leave everyone today. All righty, Isaiah, Isaiah 43, verses 18 and 19. Write this one down. It's a good one. And it says, remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. That was the case for Scott. He was a world-class champion. He was an Olympic champion. But his page of his life turned to a new segment, and he had to focus on something that was sitting in front of him versus what was behind him. And so verse 19, behold, the Lord says, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth, shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And I think this epitomizes his journey, his path of great uh, skating glory and success, and then kind of being brought low with challenges of cancer, uh, you know, benign brain tumors and all that went with that. And then the Lord kind of gave him a new thing to focus his time, his attention and his precision uh, around. And that is with cancer treatment, uh, his foundation and providing resources and support to cancer patients literally all over the world. And so we thank God that he did indeed do a new thing in Scott's life. Yeah. Well, great story. All right. Well, thank you for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. We're here each week with a new podcast, and I hope you're subscribing to the podcast and reviewing the podcast mm-hmm. where that is appropriate at Apple Podcasts and Google Play and other sources. So thanks for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Percy, God bless you. I guess we'll talk again next time. Bless you, my friend. And remember, folks, we've got work to do, so let's keep chopping the wood. Until next time, I'm Reverend Percy McCray. We'll talk and chat soon. You've been listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, and Phoenix take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.